Well, good evening and welcome, my dear listeners, to Voices of the Sacred Feminine, here on the show where we speak truth to power, where we have the courage to propose a new normal for our society, and here where we are uh, working on manifesting that new normal in the world so that the most of us, the 99%, will have a better quality of life. Because, you know, there is an alternative to the patriarchal order, though they'd prefer you not know it. There is an alternative to predator capitalism that exploits workers, the environment, and humanity across the globe. The alternative is the values of the sacred feminine and the liberation theology that goes along with that, uh, as I've written in my book, Goddess Calling. Well, tonight uh, we are uh, here on a Tuesday because it's a very special show. And as that opening snippet from Alea Deo uh, said, uh, it is time to awaken. And uh, that the, was the name of that cut. And it's so appropriate because uh, tonight uh, our special show is about the upcoming Goddess Conference in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And it's uh, put on by uh, Diva of Light Network and uh, the wonderful Diana Macy Staley, and you are going to hear from her in just a moment. But um, you've been hearing me talk about the conference uh, for the last uh, probably month or more, and you know what? It's, It's really right around the corner. The middle of July will be here before we know it. Uh, the dates of the conference are July 10th through 12th. Uh, we'll, uh, the conference will be at the Hotel Preston. And um, we want to introduce you to uh, the presenters tonight because uh, we have three fabulous days designed to empower the divine feminine within you. Um, and tonight uh, you're going to be talking to some of the presenters and uh, you'll get to know them a bit and uh, find out more about uh, some of the presentations that uh, they're going to be giving at the Goddess Conference uh, in the middle of July. Things like want to find your inner goddess or find your life's path or manifest your dreams, empower yourself, build confidence and become a power creatrix, You know, those kinds of things. Nothing much. (laughs) Um, Well, tonight we're going to discuss some of the topics covered uh, at the upcoming conference, uh, those I've just said, including uh, utilizing our goddess energy, the importance of being co-creators, the history of ancient goddesses and women, healing our, our, our mind, body, and spirit, and there's going to be lots of uh, lots of fun, fun things to do. And uh, here to tell you more, uh, I want to introduce you to uh, Diana uh, Macy Staley first, uh, the organizer, and um, then we're going to chat with each of the presenters uh, for about uh, 10 or 15 minutes. So let me uh, first tell you a little bit about Diana because uh, she is the creatrix of all of this. Uh, Diana is a Ph.D. and the founder of the Diva of Light Network and the organizer for Celebrating Women, the Goddess Conference, being held in Nashville, Tennessee, July 10th, 11th, and 12th. 
Diane is an anthropologist, researcher, author, speaker, life coach, and intuitive visionary. Her focus is to help change people's lives by empowering them. Since January of this year, she's helped almost 500 people by giving them insight and coaching. You can go to her website at dianamacystaley.com for a list of her services and to connect with her. Uh, She'll be releasing a book this year called Finding Your Superpowers. And she has over 25 years of experience as a project management consultant within the big data industry, healthcare, and construction and engineering industries. So, Diana, welcome, welcome. Hello, Karen. Thank you for having us all on the show tonight. Really appreciate it. Well, I am so excited to uh, connect with the ladies again. Um, we are going to be speaking to Celeste Jarnell, uh, Jerry uh, Castronova, Jane Doherty, Lisa LaVarte, uh, Leela uh, Hutchinson, Patricia Leonard. Um, so we have a jam-packed uh, show tonight. Uh, thank you for lining this all up. You're very welcome. It's kind of a difficult thing to get eight women all on one show. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I lovingly call that herding cats. <laughs> yes, have you have we ever exactly. tried to herd a bunch of cats? <laughs> yes. And I'm um, sure we're all in all kinds of locations this evening, too. Um, yes, so. yes, yes, all around the country. Uh, different time zones and, you know, people have busy lives and we're so glad they all uh, took the time to uh, be with us tonight. So why don't we start at the beginning, Diana? Um, why did you decide to plan this event for women? Well, um, basically, my career path has taken me on a trip that where basically I have worked with men my whole career. And so in dealing in corporate America, um, my feminine side was suffering. And so I decided after talking to a few of my friends that worked in the same industry and in, in, in corporate America that, you know, how do we get back in touch with the feminine side? Because we really have to put on a different hat when we work in the corporate world. Um, especially working in construction and engineering and even on the IT side, it's, it's mainly men. So how can I go and restore balance back into who I was as a woman? Um, it did change me. Um, a lot of men even say that, you know, I have very male qualities when I'm talking to somebody on, on, on a business level. And so I wanted to reconnect that with myself and with other women and help other women to do that. And in addition, a lot of us are looking for something different in life now. You know, the world is changing. And so we all realize that life is too short to to kind of be miserable and not happy. And so how can we step out of that box and take a look at ourselves and, and really say, okay, these are really gifts that I have within me, and how can I share those with the world? And so, you know, empowering ourselves as women, which I wanted to focus on women first. Um, and at another time, I'll probably do um, a conference for men or, or both men and women. But right now, I wanted to do the, the focus with the women. But um, I really thought that it was important that I help to empower women. And a lot of us have lost jobs. Um, we've had tragedies in our families. Um, this happens every day all around the world with all the changes and the violence out there. And so how do we how do we deal with that every day? 
is my question with all the challenges that we have um, because all of us go through it, not just as um, mothers, but, you know, as sisters, as daughters, um, you know, how do we hold on to that strength and move forward and help other women? And it's really, you know, I see a lot of women not really sticking together, and I think that it's important that as women, you know, moving forward right now, and if we want to bring peace to this planet, we have to stick together. We have to come together. There's a movement happening out there. We saw it in Hollywood during the Oscars. You know, don't ask us about our dresses. Ask us about our films, um, what our passion is, what we're doing outside of the film industry that's important. So, you know, it's not just... You know, a small group of women. It's like the whole planet's doing this. So, yeah, it's well, and and I think what you're saying is, you know, women really do need to come together and share their wisdom. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, sticking together because, you know, I really do believe that's one of the um, one of the values of the sacred feminine. You know, solidarity. Because you know, patriarchy has really. Um, uh, taught women to distrust one another, to compete with one another. Um, and, you know, not just women, but uh, you look around the world, you know, patriarchy creates wedge issues. Because, you know, if all of us, all of us, found a way to find common ground and work together, you know, patriarchy would dissolve so quickly because we would yeah. realize that we are the majority. And if we would stop finding differences amongst ourselves and we really just started to embrace, um, you know, how we are the same and we're so much more the same than we are different, you know, the important yeah. things. You know, we're the same. Um, solidarity is huge. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that's, uh, you know, sort of the energy you want to bring to the conference. Yeah, it's really about bringing women together and then helping them to, to take it to the next level in their lives and in many different ways. Because it's like, you know, a lot of people will ask me, how do you do all the things that you do and how have you made, you know, all of these different accomplishments in different areas? And it's really recreating myself every time I do that. And it's, people want to know, how do you do that? And so that's something that I want to share personally, and I call that finding your superpower, because we all have a lot of skills, but we don't realize how we can apply those skills in various different areas. And so, you know, I'm willing to always share that information with people, and if we all come together and share different stories, because really it comes down to this. We all have a story. Um, our lives, you know, have taken different paths. And so, you know, I want women to share their story with each other and bond while they're at this conference and to bring in the leaders um, of this conference, the women that are coming in to speak with me. Um, we have a lot to share, so many years of experience and so many different events and so many different lifestyles. So, you know, it will really give them <coughs> some inspiration. Excuse me. And, you know, just um, a way to kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel because a lot of people are looking for their life path. They're looking right. for their dream job um, yeah. or, you know, not working a job and, and starting their own career. And so this 
could be like a stepping stone for them to get to that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, um, getting back to the idea of solidarity uh, and uh, and women coming together, you know, uh, we see that in so many different um, areas. Uh, you know, Jean Shinoda Boland's work, the Red Tent movement, and I believe there's even going to be a Red Tent at this conference, isn't there? Um, That we had scheduled for last year. I have not connected with that person this year yet but we okay. do have the goddess flag coming from lydia this oh year. lydia rule uh-huh. wonderful wonderful yes. uh yeah her goddess icon spirit banners those banners have been ambassadors of the sacred feminine around the globe uh they cracked open doors that uh you know because they're art you know, they cracked yeah. open doors and got dialogue going about the sacred feminine in places that uh, it was hard to start dialogue about the sacred feminine. So um, we are coming up on 6.15 here, Diana. So I know okay. we'll have our first guest pretty soon, uh, which is Celeste uh, Yarnell. And um, I don't see her on the switchboard yet. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm seeing uh, an, an L.A. number, but, you know, we might have to go in and say hi to some of these folks holding to find her. But before we do that, uh, I know you have an early bird special and a Mother's Day special. Uh, Thank you. Know, for, so uh, let's, uh, let's make sure you mention that before we forget that important information. Oh, yeah, that's really important. And basically, it's going to be three full days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're starting early on Friday morning at 8 o'clock, and we'll be going through the evening. We'll be visiting the Athena statue in Centennial Park um, in the evening on Friday, and we have dinner that is included with the price of the, the conference and also a beautiful brunch along with the filming of Women, Women Healing the World on Sunday. So... You know, you actually get quite a bit. And then with this early bird special, what I'm doing is for the three days, it's $333. And you also get three workshops with that. So you could either pick one a day. um, And those are like bonuses. If you want to take additional workshops, which you will have time to do that, because there will be two workshop sessions a day, um, you can can add those two. for an additional fee, but I mean, we're going to give you three right away when you sign up for the conference to pick from. So you have your choice. It doesn't matter if you want to take them all, you know, <clears throat> on one day or, or, you know, spread them out. You can do that, but it's $333. Um, that special is going to go away probably at the end of May. Um, but I do have the Mother's Day special that I wanted to put out there as of today, and I'll run that through Mother's Day and maybe a couple of days after, I'll put that up on Facebook because we have a Facebook page for the conference. Um, But the early bird special, what I wanted to do was um, give two tickets for the price of $5.50. So if you have a friend or a mother or a daughter that you would like to bring to the conference, um, you can bring that person, and that would save the two of you, even with the early bird special price, it would save $217. What so a it's deal. really a great deal. It's a great deal. And so, I want Diana, to does, that, does that fee also include the hotel, or is that just mm-hmm. the conferences? The hotel is separate, but we do have um, a special rate, and so once you sign up for the conference, you'll get a link for the hotel to book your hotel, but there's other hotels in the area. The rate for the hotel is it's a boutique hotel, very special hotel, um, 
that one is 169 or 167, I believe, um, per night. But you have the run of the hotel, so if you want a suite for that dollar amount, you can get a suite, which those rooms are running three or $400 a piece right now. Wow. So, and and, and if you're local, well, you know, you don't need to uh, pay for the hotel. And like you said, you exactly. can always, you know, cut corners. Um, I know people have timeshare still. You know, rent a timeshare and invite some friends and, uh, uh, you and know, use the timeshare. And There's also a campground down the road for those people that have campers or motorhomes. Um, that's available as well if they want okay. to do that. They can do that. Um, and there's shopping. There's so many things to do in Nashville. Um, the other thing that I wanted to say to the local people, if they just want to come for one day, I have a rate for those people. For one day, they can come in and pick a certain day and come in if they can't make it the whole weekend or if they just want to take one workshop. I'm opening it up that way this year. I wasn't going to, you know, kind of, I wanted to, it, depending on somebody's budget, if they just wanted to come in and do one conference, um, I mean, one workshop, that would be, you know, very reasonable. It would be, you know, a good price to come so in. So it's going to be all day, all day Friday, all day Saturday, uh, night activities Saturday, and then uh, some things happen in Sunday as well, right? Correct, correct. <clears throat> I'll, we'll, we'll finish up probably 5 or 6 o'clock on Sunday. Wow, you know what? You you were given so much more with this conference. Most of these conferences you you know you just have uh you know a little sort of meet and greet, maybe a dinner on Friday. You don't have an all day. You're offering all day Friday. Uh usually these things also a- uh, end by noon or so on Sunday. You're given a longer time on Sunday. What a deal. I mean, that is um, you know, that that's just a tiny bit more than $100 a day. Uh, and that's three full yeah. days. Three full yeah, days, and then we have entertainment every night. We're gonna, there's some in the hotel there. There is a a place for entertainment, and so there'll be live music Saturday night, and you can go dancing and listen to some local artists there. And then Sunday night, if you're still in town at the hotel, they're having salsa dancing. So oh. it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> well, you bring bring uh bring your energy. <laughs> um, you, you're going to be going from from the time you hit the door till the time uh the door hits you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Diana, I I I'm I'm using my intuition here. Let's see how strong it is. I think I know okay. um which number Celeste is. So, I'm taking a chance here. Celeste, is that you? It is it is T.I. Hi you. Um it is so wonderful to hear your voice. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Karen. Well, listen, let me uh let me just read your bio so folks know uh the incredible women, woman that uh we are about to uh hear from and then we're going to hear what you're going to present at the uh at the at the conference, Celeste. So, um, listeners, I am speaking to a good friend uh, who's been on the show before, uh, Celeste Jarnell, uh, who began as a model, a spokesperson, and actress fresh out of high school. Um, she's been a, a, a commercial sm- spokesperson, very successful at that. That, that career skyrocketed. Uh, she has uh, numerous feature films to her credit, such as co-starring, and who, how many people could say this, with uh, Elvis Presley in Live a Little, Love a Little. 
another notable film appearance uh, was uh, Star Trek. Uh, she played the yeoman Martha Landon in the classic episodes. Uh, uh, the one you might recall it entitled The Apple. Uh, she was in Bonanza, too, and The Man from Uncle, and It Takes a Thief, and Lands of the Giant, and Love American Style, The FBI, Mannix, as well as appearing in numerous other films and TV productions over the years. Wow, what a resume. But you know what? That's not all. That's not all this lady is about. Her and her husband, Nazim, uh, is a wonderful artist. They recently produced the award-winning film documentary, Femme, Women Healing the World, which uh, was executive produced by Sharon Stone and directed by Emmanuel Etier. Uh, Celeste is uh, also featured as one of the speakers in the film, along with many other global female influences, such as Marianne Williamson. Uh, Celeste uh, is also featured in and a producer of the new sci-fi spoof feature entitled Unbelievable, which includes 30-plus uh, named Star Trek actors, which is nearing completion uh, of its principal photography. And uh, her current passion has been researching the topic of ancient alien goddesses. And recently she appeared on the Ancient Alien panel at the Conscious Life Expo, where she also presented her workshop entitled Ancient Alien Goddesses. And if you want to know more about that, because she can't give it all away, uh, there's some tidbits at uh, the website Ancient Alien Goddesses. Um, and uh, her Facebook page uh, also is of the same name, I believe. Now, Celeste um, has felt fallen onto hard times of late, and uh, we've all been praying for her and trying to be uh, supportive. Uh, she was diagnosed um, with cancer uh, in November, and she's been going through chemotherapy uh, and as, as well as some other holistic modalities, um, you know, as her treatment plan. And uh, she uh, shares her findings and her progress also on her Facebook page uh, in hopes that she'll help other people um, with cancer. And that is so like Celeste. She is always thinking about other people. She's not one of these folks at all that just only thinks about herself. Celeste, um, I am so glad to be speaking with you tonight. I'm glad you're up to the conversation. And I know you're just going to be feeling incredibly good and ready for a good time in July. Well, I certainly hope so. I'm being very positive about it. You know, when you're dealing with um, the treatment phase, I had a big eight-hour surgery in, in November, blood transfusions, the works. Um, and then I, I started four weeks after the surgery on chemo, and my sixth chemo is scheduled for May the 6th. But along with the traditional therapies, I've been doing lots. I've kind of put my money where my mouth is as a holistic practitioner. I've been doing lots of holistic modalities with it, and I, I think that's what's helped me uh, get through it so well um, with, you know, with a few, a few setbacks. But um, we just have to kind of play it by ear whether I will be remotely at the Goddess Conference where I could be Skyped in or whether I will be up to the trip. Um, the main okay. problem with chemo is that it blasts your white cells, so you're left with virtually no immune system to protect you from, you know, the tiniest little cold on an airplane. Right, right. So that's why we just kind of have to wait and see um, as to whether I'll be there physically or remotely. But I'm very um, 
excited to tell you that although I wasn't in the final scene, unbelievable finished principal photography last night. So for the very same reasons I just shared with you, I couldn't be in those scenes because it included the uh, as much of the cast that could be assembled. And we're actually up to 40 Star Trek actors at the moment. So, wow. So um, Unbelievable has really grown by leaps and bounds. You and know course, what? You are you are a force, Celeste. Honestly, you know you're you're battling cancer and you're still doing all of these other things. If you aren't an inspiration, if you aren't a woman who can uh, share wisdom with other women and help them have a better quality of life, I don't know who can. Oh, thank you, Karen. And you also did not mention your beautiful participation in Fem. Um, really setting the platform for the whole topic of the goddess. So we're all who are who have seen Femme or who have been a part of Femme eternally grateful to the role that you played in it because uh, that was absolutely brilliant information that you shared. Since I did Femme, as you know, being my dear friend, I've become very interested in researching the topic of ancient alien goddesses. My research began with uh, ancient alien theory and the writings of Zechariah Sitchin. I'd studied mitochondrial DNA and epigenetics and belief systems and all sorts of interesting things that made me start to connect the dots that if we look at Zechariah Sitchin um, verbatim, if we look at his body of work, which is some 13 books, and his translations of the Sumerian cylinder scrolls and clay tablets, we see, we learn of these people that we refer to as gods that came from another planet called Nibiru. Well, if that, in fact, is true, then what we have today is we have ourselves, the women of today, our mitochondrial DNA not only going all the way back to Eve in Africa 200,000 years ago, but off-planet as well. So wow. it's that that I have sort of taken off on, um, you know, making the assumption that the translations are accurate and to be taken, you know, in the first person, the way that they are written, and the way you've seen them sort of rewritten in the Bible and other historical writings, um, these beings from this other planet that we worshipped as gods, had goddesses along with them. Right. Well, it's it's tantalizing. You know, it's really tantalizing. And, you know... um, I, you know, I, I, and I, and I stop myself sometimes because, you know, my first knee-jerk reaction is, oh, you know what, this is crazy shit. But, <laughs> you know, how many people out there um, didn't, you know, don't know about goddess yet? You know, because that information had been swept beneath the rug. You know, how many people don't know about Howard Zinn's alternative? you know, alternative histories, you know. There's so much we don't know. We have to really keep an open mind. We have to because because of the way that the female, the feminine, the divine feminine, the creatrix, has been virtually buried, demolished, desecrated. You can use any word you want, any action verb to describe what has happened to women. We virtually don't have a herstory. So we have to read between the lines. We have to say to ourselves, 
Okay. Behind all of these men, some of whom were referred to as gods, there were their female feminine counterparts. And the, 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 the early cultures, although still very patriarchal, I'm extrapolating and even going back even, even further to a time when on this planet, if you will, called Nibiru, where they allegedly came from, I truly believe that there was a matrilineal society there before there was a patriarchal society because I discovered this little tidbit of information that proclaimed that the Anunnaki females had a recessive XYLL chromosome. Now, what could that possibly mean? That could mean in this matrilineal or even matriarchal society that maybe they didn't even need men to reproduce. Maybe they were capable of parthenogenic birth. Wow. Which, the only connection to that would be, you know, Jesus' mother Mary. Right. So uh, there, there were just so many astounding things that as I started to read, reread, read between the lines, and even dream about that opened up this body of work. Now, unfortunately, I was just doing my initial research for my book, which w- would be called Ancient Alien Goddesses, when I got this surprise diagnosis, routine visit to my gynecologist, a surprise diagnosis of ovarian cancer when I felt wonderful. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that kind of knocked the progress out. But, you know, my, my memory is so good. It's all in there. And, oh, you can um, tell. <laughs> well, and you have time. You know, you have you have time. You know, you are, um, you know, while you're healing, uh, when uh, you know when when you don't have other things to do, uh, now you don't have all of those uh, distractions that you used to have. So, you know, uh, make lemonade out of lemons, Celeste. Um, you're absolutely well, this, right. Well, well, this is this is so tantalizing. Ancient alien goddesses. I, for one, am interested in hearing more. I know goddesses like Sekhmet. Some people have said she comes from the stars. I can't tell you the people uh, over the course of my years doing this goddess stuff. People who ask me, sort of intuitively, you know, do you think Isis ever walked the earth, or if she comes from another planet? And you know, this this sort of stuff is really becoming very mainstream. This ancient alien stuff is almost uh, a pseudo religion today. Um, you know, I, I you know I, I think that that this uh, your presentation is going to be well received. Um, yes, thank you so much. And when we really trace it way, way back, we see that most of the goddesses that are in, whether you want to call it mythology or history or even history, they have their roots in the early Sumerian goddesses. For example, almost all of the goddess prototypes go back to Ninma, who is later dubbed Ninharsag, Lady of the Mountain. Um, and then, of course, there's Inanna, who rivaled all of the gods in their day as one of the most powerful goddesses. Right. And uh, it is said that Isis was the daughter of Marduk, who's the son of Anki. Uh, wow. Damkina and Anki and Damkina are pure Anunnaki bloodline um, visitors from Nibiru. Um, you're going to need to create a. You're going to need to do a family tree, <laughs> so those of us who are visual can see it. You know, um, I, that would be a lot of fun. 
and and nearly next to impossible, but both Sitchin and Lawrence Gardner have done some very, very uh, good family trees. But unfortunately, Sitchin passed in 2009, and one of the things that he was hoping to do was have the mitochondrial DNA of the mummy for Nin Puabi analyzed because it's his contention that she's a purebred Anunnaki goddess whose bloodline traces right back to Nibiru. And that's oh. one of the most fascinating things to me of all is uh, who exactly is uh, Nin Puabi. And I've seen her family tree, and it does indeed go back to the, our mothers on this planet called Nibiru. Well, Celeste, we are going to have to leave it there because uh, we have five other folks to get to. That's the only right. problem about these 15-minute little chats. All we can do is tease one another. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, my love, my love to everybody, to all of the ladies. I hope I will be there in person. Uh, Skyping in won't be a problem to be in there remotely. Um I have my presentation ready, my Ancient Alien Goddesses workshop presentation. So it should be loads of fun, and I send you a big hug, and all the other ladies a big hug through uh, through, the, through the cosmos here. <laughs> okay, yes. Celeste. Diana, you, did you want to say goodbye to Celeste? Yes, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. And I also have studied Zachariah Sitchin's work, so... It's definitely one of my passions as well. I'm I'm very excited to learn more um, at the conference about all of these wonderful ancient alien goddesses. It's going to be really exciting. So it I is. think it's, so. Uh, New material, Celeste. Very fresh. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Celeste, and uh, we will talk to you soon, and and hopefully see you soon. Good night. Absolutely. Yes. Just good night. Okay. Big hug. Okay, darling. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, the next um, lady we have up tonight is uh, is Jerry Castronova, and I'll tell you a little bit about her, and then I'm going to have to guess uh, which one she is on the switchboard here. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, Dr. Okay, I see her. She's right there. Um, So Dr. Jerry Castronova, she is a spiritual psychologist. She's an award-winning author, artist, healer, world traveler, has over 30 years' experience in the healing arts. She teaches workshops in Egyptian goddess wisdom, sacred sites and rituals, timeline regression, releasing blocks to physical and emotional healing, so very important, uh, and freeing your inner goddess and using the Mastery Game Board. Uh, She's the founder of the Mastery Game Board, an Atlantean technique for accelerating spiritual growth that was used in the Isis Mystery Temple in ancient Egypt. She's written seven books and will speak on her latest, The Goddess in the Game Board, at the conference. Her workshop will be a demonstration and readings on the Mastery Game Board, at which time attendees may ask one question. So they're going to want to make sure they sit in the front row. So, Jerry, um, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. Hello, Diana. Hi, Hi Jerry. Jerry. Hi. <laughs> Well, well, Jerry, it's it's uh, it's nice to uh, uh, to be connecting with you again. Uh, you and I have so much in common, so many of the same yes. interests. I, I'm so looking forward to spending time with you at the conference. Um, the topics you're offering uh, are as tantalizing as Celeste's ancient aliens. <laughs> 
Yes, I think they are. And they they uh, rub up against all the ancient goddesses also, because I do talk about Isis and uh, the Egyptian goddesses and the pantheon of, uh, of, of Egypt. So, um, yeah, and the Mastery Game Board also is from Egypt and... Um, if we were in, if you were in the mystery schools in ancient Egypt, and probably everyone here has been, you probably played the mastery game board. You just don't remember it. But, Interesting. Um, I was, yes, I was led by Isis and Toth several years ago to um, a tomb in Egypt. This was in the uh, in the astral realm, and they took me there and showed me the game board and said, "It's time." that the world uh, has the game board again. Mm. It's, it, it brings back all the the truths of who we are. Wow. So, um, yeah, well, that's well, now, Jerry, when, when I hear Mastery Game Board, um, forgive my short-sightedness, but I'm thinking of something like a Monopoly Game Board. Is yeah, it actually something like that? Uh, no, there's no community chest or chance on the board. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's set up as um, as uh, something that you can play with dice, and um, it it brings together all the past lives that we've had, and mm. uh, <clears throat> it shows, as Isis explained it, it shows all of our past lives in one picture, so we have it all right there before us. Mm. So now, how will this? How will you present that at the conference? Will the those attending? I mean, will they? Um, you know, will they get to play the game, or can they purchase the game? Or tell me a little bit more about how they can experience the game board. Well, my my uh, <clears throat> my talk is going to be on the goddess and the game board and how it came to be and how it was played in the old days. <clears throat> and um, it was an Atlantean technique, first of all. And then when Toth came to Egypt, he brought the game board with him, and Isis used it in the mystery schools as part of the uh, education of the initiates. And so what I'm going to do is I'll talk about that. I'll talk about how it was shown to me. Um, I've had it recreated, um, and I will have it for sale um, it's only been out for the past year, so it's brand new. People will be getting in on the ground floor if they would like to purchase it. And if they do want to, now's the time to do it because um, I am I am uh, creating them on my own. And, um, and I'll be looking for someone to do the marketing later and publicity and all that. So and let me it, ask you, is is this something yeah. that someone plays as a solitary, or do they play it with other people? Use it. Yes I, I, I said play it, but yes, I meant use it. Yeah, yes to both, because it's like a tarot spread where you ask a question, throw the dice onto the board, and uh, and the board is, is a spiral. And in each section of the board is a symbol representing a, a certain aspect and it relates to what your question is. So it's it's both um, a, a, a game that we can play, and it's also used with intuition because we, we learn to use our intuition when we're playing the board, and that's part of what the training was. And so it leads us to an answer, not just a, a superficial answer, but a very in-depth answer to your question. 
Interesting. So, uh, yeah, so I'll be doing demonstrations at the wor- at the uh, workshop, and where people can ask a question, and I'll demonstrate how it's used, and you can play with one person, two or two, three or four. Well, Jerry, I'm going to make a prediction now. I'm going to use my intuition. <laughs> I can see this becoming as popular. Now, I'm dating myself here. Maybe there's something more current. But um, I'm thinking this is going to become as popular as Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I hope so, because um, I really would like people to start using it. And it's it's becoming very popular in the spiritual community, because... They're seeing how they can use it and what it brings to them, and it's a, it's a totally new way of of dealing with what we're what we're doing now in our in our lifetime, and um, how past lives uh, relate to what we're doing now. So if this is um, this is pretty new, um, I mean we're really lucky that you're going to be unveiling it at the conference. Yes, yes, <laughs> and and I say that with all modesty because. Um, People tell me that um, they really get some really interesting um, depth to their questions when they do play it, and okay. it, it enables them to become more intuitive while they're doing it. Now, um, I, I know that you're also um, you're, you're going to show participants or teach participants how to free the inner goddess. Is that uh, is that something separate and apart from the uh, mass the, uh, the um, game board? That will probably be part of the game board workshop because this is a goddess game. Uh, this is a spiral game, and as Isis has, has told us, anything that is a spiral or a circle has to do with the feminine aspect of the creator god. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we see spirals all over Egypt, all over Ireland, all over England. That represents the goddess, and that's where she was. And I'm working on a paper now that I'm going to be presenting uh, at, an, at another conference on um, Ireland and how the goddess was totally wiped out by Patrick when he and his army went in there um, about 500 A.D. and wiped out all the goddess religion in Ireland. Are we talking St. Patrick? St. Patrick, yes. Well, you know, there's that um, there, there's that metaphor that you know when he drove the snakes out of Ireland, he yeah. was actually decimating the pagans, which were goddess right. people. Yeah, because the goddesses used snakes in their rituals, and um, so you know, symbolically, yeah, he drove the snakes out, but the snakes were the goddess and represented right. all the all the feminine energy. So, so Diana, um, do you want to jump in here? Well, <laughs> what a conversation to jump into. Um, Jerry lives in a very interesting place. She lives in Sedona. And so I know that, you know, there's a lot of um, different energy there. But as far as the story on Ireland, I'm very intrigued by this because someone mm-hmm. just brought this up the other day on another show. And um, it's something I think I'm going to need to look into further before we, we get into the conference because it, it, it sounds really interesting. Are you working on some other books, Jerry, right now? Well, um, I think this uh, Ireland paper is going to become a book because it's it's the connection between Egypt and Ireland. And I was in wow. both places at the same time, so I'm bringing in my own past lifetimes in those two countries which happened at the same time. 
um, you know, 3,500 years ago, and it has to do with Nefertiti, Akhenaten, and so it's a fascinating story. And so I'm kind of looking at it from the inside. And mm. so people are, you know, the last time I did this was a couple of months ago at the, our Magdalene gathering here, and people said, this sounds like a great book. And I said, I know. <laughs> the more I, I get, the more I, I do, um, the more downloads I get from my guides. And so, you know, I might bring some of that in when I do my talk at the conference. Um, well, um, Jerry, are, are you? Uh, do you? Did you know Lady Olivia Robertson from the Fellowship of Isis? Mm, no. no well, let me let me just throw this out there. I don't know if this is useful or not, but Clonical Castle, uh, which was the headquarters of the Fellowship of Isis, is in Enniscorthy, Ireland, tiny little mm-hmm. town, and mm-hmm. Clonical Castle's there. And you know, Lady Olivia they could track their heritage back to Skoda and she was um you know she was a princess in Egypt and I don't know I I just felt like I was supposed to tell you that so um so there it is well, you know maybe well, that's let, useful let me, let me tell you you are very intuitive because I talk about Skoda and oh. Um, yeah, um, I bring that out because most people have no idea that, that there was even a connection between Egypt and Ireland, and uh, so I, I bring out all that. But that's very interesting that you picked up on that. <laughs> okay, and as well, you, and as you know, those places also connect back to the Atlanteans, which is right. one of my other places of yeah. study. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's really we're going to have a lot of interesting topics. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and I have to say, you know, you and I have both traveled to a lot of these sacred sites, and um, our, and, and in all honesty, Ireland and Egypt, I felt were two of the most powerful. And I expected it in Egypt, but I was surprised by it in Ireland. You know, and, I um, was too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I didn't know. I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect in Ireland, and I was just blown away every place we went. Tara Hill. New Grange, you know, every place we went, I had a past life experience. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good thing you're the one doing this game board, Jerry. It sounds like yeah. uh, <clears throat> sounds like this is, uh, you know, this is definitely your forte and calling, and uh, we're so yeah, lucky that um, you know you're going to be sharing it with everybody at the at the conference in July. Um, Jerry, thank you so much for being with us. I, I have to be the time police here and keep us on track. So everybody uh, has their chance. So um, I thank you so much, Karen, for having me on, and Diana. I'm really looking forward to the conference, and I'm going to bring some game boards uh, in case people want to buy one. And uh, oh, definitely, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. All right, reserve one for me, Jerry. Okay, I will. Thank you. All right. Bye. So, Diana, next up we're going to be talking to Jane Doherty. Do you know which of these numbers might be hers? Do you have her area code? Uh, 908. 908. Hold on. Let me see if i got a 908 here. Uh, Yes, I sure do. She's all the way down at the bottom. All right. I'm going to unmute uh, Jane and uh, tell folks about her, and then we'll start our chat. Uh, Jane Doherty is one of America's uh, top 20 psychics, and she's the star of international TV show Dead Tenant. Um, she's an author of Awakening the Mystic Gifts. 
she's a hypno-counselor and a sacred crystal, crystal skull guardian. Uh, she's been a guest on Coast to Coast Radio, Fox Network News, CNN, My Ghost Story, The Today Show. The, uh, she's been highlighted in the New York Times and uh, countless other uh, you know, print and uh, you know, and, and uh, visual media. She's appeared as a main character in the movie Amy, and she can see the possessed. And uh, she's also starred in, I think, uh, Ghost Stories and Connecting with Spirits. Um, the the way the bio printed out, it's a little bit hard to understand. So I hope it I is. got that all right. <laughs> yeah. So good. so Jane, um, please, if if any of that was wrong, feel free to connect me, uh, correct me, and welcome to the show. It's great to be on, Karen. I'm I'm happy to be there, and you got everything correct. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Thank you so much. Well, I understand you're going to be speaking on the goddess mind power rediscovered at the conference. Um, yes. Tell us a little bit of, about that, and what does it what does that mean exactly? Okay, well, what that means is we're all born with um, a sixth sense and other powers of the mind. We only use about 10% of it, 90% of it is unused. And through visualization, through tapping into your own uh, psychic ability, you can create your life. You can heal. You can help others. Uh, There is so much that you can do with your mind when you put your mind to work and you understand consciousness. So I'll be giving them... Uh, some of the tools to use to help bring about this ability, uh, teaching them about psychic ability and how you can enhance that natural gift that we all have. Wow. You know, uh, we've only made it through the first three speakers, and I tell you that just the quality and the importance of the content I think for participants is, uh, you know, so nourishing, you know, so so vital. Uh, it, it, I mean, it just it sounds so exciting to me. I think everyone will definitely be changed uh, after they leave the conference. They'll have so much, and it'll be a blossoming uh, right there that they will take home with them, and that's what's exciting. Okay, uh, that, you know, will happen to them. So, was there is is there a story that led you to becoming psychic? Uh, yes. It actually began when I was a teenager, not as far as psychic ability is concerned, but I began to notice the mind and how when I was positive about something, it would happen. Uh, when I was negative, it, it wouldn't happen. Then as I got older, I would notice how I was concentrating and I would start to see images that would kind of float uh, across a screen when my eyes were closed. And then I was able to slow them down to see what it was. So I still didn't know what it was. And then I started to go to psychics who told me that I would be a famous psychic. And I really didn't believe in psychic ability at the time. And I kind of laughed at it. And then I got curious, and I went to over 150 psychics, all telling me the same thing. Seriously, having, 150? Yes, 150. Um, I was a high school teacher, so therefore I had to analyze it. I had to understand, you know, what this ability was, what they were saying, if it was real. So the only way to prove or disprove it was attempt to develop it, and that's what I did. 
Wow. Is I, you know, I developed it. I worked at it. I don't read cards. It's all through the mind, the mind power. And I knew when I broke through, I was at a, um, a, a concert with Wayne Newton. I was with my husband. And he was on stage, and I saw this blank screen. And on the blank screen was a profile of a Native American Indian woman. And I assumed he was going to speak about this person because I knew that his heritage was Native American. And after a half an hour of watching this woman on the screen, waiting for him to say something, I turned to my husband and said, do you see that woman on that screen? And he says, what woman? It's a blank screen. Then I knew what had happened, that I had broken through in the ability. It's like something you see on a TV show or something. Yes. And I can still see an image of that woman so clear the 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 lines on her face, the profile, the feathers in her hair, her hair. Uh, it was unbelievable. And mm. then you just learn to tap more and more in it. And then the difference between me and you or somebody else is that I can bring it to me at will, where somebody else may have glimpses of it or it, it happens spontaneously, where I can get into what I call my psychic mode, get quiet, and tap into a person's energy, and then. A, pictures appear in my mind about their future. So, Jane, this must be kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, is it a blessing and a curse? Um, No, I don't look at it that way. I see it as only a blessing because I have a lot of discipline with the ability, so I only allow myself to go into it when I go into a process. So I'm not someone that can be in a room and all of a sudden I'm going to start to get all kinds of images of, of people and have it open. So for me, it's never been a curse. It's always been a blessing because it helps people. I mean, I I guess the greatest prediction I've ever made has to do with saving a person's life uh, from 9-11. Really? Tell us about that. She was a client, and she had lost her job, and then she was offered a job. she She called me to see what I thought of this job, and when she told me, I had such a sickening feeling and I got an image of the the place either collapsing. And I said to her, please don't take the job. I said, I don't understand what I'm getting. I said, all I know is the company is going to collapse, and I don't know whether it's a financial collapse or a physical collapse. And she knew me well enough to know I don't react that way. So she paid attention even though she was still without a job. And I told her, you will get your old job back. That's exactly what happened. And about 18 months later, she called me the day after 9-11 and thanked me for saving her life because the company who put the job she was going to take was at Cantor Fitzgerald. Oh, And every one of those people perished. So, So, Jane, I want to ask you you for a prediction. And, you know, I guess people do this all the time. But I guess I want to ask you if you have any thoughts about either Hillary Clinton as president or can you see anything in the future where we really start to make headway with goddess ideals in our culture, you know, where the patriarchy really starts to crumble and, you know, we we start to have more, you know, equality and st- sustainability and raised awareness? Oh, absolutely. I see that. I've, I've known that uh, for years, that this is the way that we're moving and it's going to eventually take such a hold that we will have peace and love in the world because of uh, the goddesses and that the femininity and, and the whole uh, 
you know, collapse of that power, that male power that uh, keeps it a certain way. This is the, you know, there's, I have lots of stories, and I've had a spiritual messenger come into my life in the early 90s, and it was not someone that I saw psychically. She was in the flesh, but she was very, very unusual and didn't even look human in some way. She looked like a lioness. And she told me certain things that are going to happen in the world uh, about the future, and one of them was exactly that, about the feminine power coming back. And She didn't tell you when, did world. she? <laughs> I, no, I want to mark it lifetime. on the calendar. <laughs> in our lifetime. In our lifetime. So be, all this yes. work we're doing, we will see the fruits. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there were a lot of things that she told me that have already, you know, happened in my life. And so I know that it is truth. I would say within a couple of years, we're starting to see, based on, you know, information that she gave me, you know, I can see what's going on. And they gave me clues to watch for, to look for timing. And we are definitely in the process of moving towards that. So do you have any thoughts on Hillary or would you rather not say? Uh, That's a tough one. Uh, I think that there's a lot of controversy around her at this point that's probably going to be detrimental. Something else will emerge, I think, that, uh, you know, that will be feminine, you know, in that. But right now there's so much controversy, I don't don't think it will happen. I thought it was going to happen before, but I, I have some doubts, and it's too soon to get a feel of exactly what's going to yeah. happen. Well, you know, Bernie Sanders uh, is supposed to announce he's running on Thursday, and I keep holding out for Elizabeth Warren. I think him and Elizabeth would make the dream ticket. I really do. Right. Um, but anyway, um, well, well, Diana, it, it, was there anything you wanted to chat with Jane about? Uh, we have a few more minutes here before we have yes. to uh, get to Lisa. Actually, Jane is going to be bringing some very unique items to the conference with her, um, Ancient Crystal Skulls. And so I wanted her to kind of touch on that a little bit before she hops off. Sure. Uh, These are uh, ancient artifacts that are encoded with information and uh, secret codes and healing abilities. And the Mayans used them uh, at the time as a divination tool. So it was really perhaps the first religious, if you want to call it that, tool to divine to the gods, and they did it every day, and that's the way the goddesses also at the time used it. Uh, So I'm going to be talking about them and doing a workshop showing how the goddesses used a dance step, a ritual dance step, holding a crystal skull in order to bring about what they were praying for. So I will be doing that also. Oh, and, such and fun the stuff. I, I wanted to mention about um, Jane's crystal skull. The thing that I've pointed out to her, um, we actually met in 2012. We went on a on a trip to Cozumel uh, to do a ceremony with the Mayan elders on 12-12-12. And so we met during that time period. But Jane's crystal skull is, as far as I know, the only feminine crystal skull that's an actual ancient crystal skull. And so mm. I think that, you know, the importance of that and her coming to this conference with it being the only feminine one and that the goddesses use that, it's it's really it's really interesting. I think that people will learn a lot from this because 
everybody likes all the uh, the ancient alien stuff, and it's like, you know, are the ancient crystal skulls connected to the aliens? Where did they come from? Who made them? So there's mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of interesting topics that we're going to discuss, and, you know, the workshops, too, um, will be really, really interesting. And thanks for coming on, Jane. You're welcome. I just want to say this before I go. There are also incredible healing tools. The way that they were used in ancient days, and the way you know I teach to do it, is in holding it to your head and breathing, and you actually can use it to magnify and get that healing energy to the masses, to an individual, things like this. So they're they're great in that respect. So yeah. I'm looking. Wow. Really looking forward to it in teaching about this and past lives and all the good things. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, Jane, I, I, I can't wait. I, I, I hope Diana doesn't put my, uh, you know, my con, uh, you know, my presentation opposite yours because I want to definitely be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know. So well, thank you so much, Jane. Yeah, and, and I was uh, going to mention, too, one more thing um, before she runs off. She's also going to do a past life regression for, uh, workshop for people that want to actually um, sit in a group and do a past life regression to see who their inner goddess is or if they're connected to a goddess from the past or just looking at their past life to see how they can use that in the future um, in their current life. So I almost forgot to mention that one. <laughs> And that triggered okay. everything off in me, too, psychically, when I had my first regression. Mm. So. Well, well, I tell you, Diana, this conference definitely has a unique flavor to it, and uh, I, I think it's just going to be incredibly powerful. And uh, uh, it's just, just delicious, delicious. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, excited. I, I, I really am. Well, well, um, I'm sorry we have to say good night, Jane. But uh, July will be here before you know it, and we'll all uh, be yes. able to be in each other's presence and uh, have just a wonderful time. Yes, absolutely, and I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Good night. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. So, Diana Lisa Lavart is up next. Is she a four one five? Oh, good question. Hmm. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'm I'm going to guess. I think I think that might be her. Although now I'm having second thoughts, and I'm thinking, no, I think she might be a six one five. I'm I'm going to just give it a she, shot no, here. And she's not six one five because that would be Patricia. So okay. All right. Well, I'll go with the four one five then, and see if this is uh, see if this is Lisa. Lisa, is that you? Lisa. No, I guess not. So let me try uh, this other one. Hey, Lisa, is that you? Yep, is that, hello? Lisa? Yes, hi, Karen. Hi, Lisa. Um, So good to have you with us. Um, Let me uh, go ahead and tell listeners about you. It's been a while since you've been on the show, and uh, I just want to sort of reintroduce you again to, uh, to all my listeners. So, uh, Lisa Lavart, that's who we have up next, and uh, she's been on Voices of the Sacred Feminine before with her wonderful, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful book called Goddess on Earth. And she is an award-winning photographer and a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, 
where her blogs explore the, the interconnection between art, the divine feminine, women's empowerment, and current issues. Her luxurious book, Goddess on Earth, Portraits of the Divine Feminine, is a visual symphony of the wisdom, courage, and personal strength of the female spirit, and it won a Golden Nautilus Book Award. Goddess on Earth is also an immersive, site-specific, multimedia installation that celebrates the life cycle of woman. Sensory and meditative, these installations incorporate video projections, contemporary and traditional women's music, and larger-than-life-size portraits of women embodying goddesses. Lisa has appeared on a Huffington Post Live segment entitled Celebrating the Strength of the Female Spirit, and her photographs have been published in Fast Company, New York Magazine, Oprah Magazine, Time Magazine, the New York Times, and the Washington Post, as well as uh, being in exhibitions worldwide. And uh, you can find this beautiful book and all of her work at goddessonearth.com. Well, Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Hi, Diana. Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, <laughs> Good. So, Happy to so, so, Lisa, I was so glad to connect you and Diana and to hear that um, you were going to actually be joining us at the conference. Um, tell us, uh, what, what are you going to share with uh, the participants uh, in our, our wonderful weekend? Yeah, well, this workshop, um, the conference sounds incredible. I've been listening all evening, and I'm just so excited to be going and being with these amazing women. Um, and it's all all works together, I think. My work and their work, it's, we'll all feed each other. I think it's amazing. Just wanted to get that, just say that, how excited it is. I agree, um, ditto. <laughs> yeah. And, in, and and what you were saying, I just want to say right in the beginning about solidarity, about women coming together, um, that's so much what it, my work is about as well. I think it's um, what I'm trying to do as an artist and as a photographer is to um, give women a, a – help them be more empowered and have a greater image of themselves. And I find that by identifying with these ancient archetypes that um, – women find a larger connection and uh, a deeper understanding of themselves. Well, so, I mean, we we know patriarchy demoralizes us, devalues us. And, uh, I mean, I think that's the whole point, that the sacred feminine got swept beneath the rug because patriarchy needed, um, you know, of the two genders, it, it needed to subvert one in order to dominate. Mm-hmm. And we need a balance to come back, yes. right. And I found that by tapping into that as a photographer, as an artist, that it, it creates incredible portraits and very um, that the inner beauty of the subjects of the women that I photograph uh, just comes shining right through. I mean, no Photoshop, no uh, manipulation. I mean, the, the inner beauty is so gorgeous to me, and I think it really shines through when you tap into these archetypes. Well, your book, uh, I mean, it's a hardback book. It is beautiful. I, I mean, I don't know, would you call it a coffee table book? I mean, sure. it, it's yeah. just, um, I, I mean, it's a work of art. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, it is beyond a book. To call it a book is almost shortchanges it, you know. Wow. I mean, each of those portraits could be hung on the wall and framed. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, and and yeah, it, I thank you so much. I appreciate that. It it is a work of art. It's my passion. It's my um, it's my everything. And um, but I'm also proud of how deep it goes. Besides the portraits um, that each woman also wrote themselves about why they chose the goddess they picked. And then there are also, besides that, there are sections where you can read about the actual myth. So you get uh, a contemporary woman's take on how these ancient myths apply to their lives, but you also can read about the actual myth, too. So it's uh, very layered. It's very layered. You can go in many ways with it. Right, absolutely, different layers. So is this, uh, so are you, am I hearing maybe there's going to be a volume two? You know, I I do not know. I am still taking photographs. I'm still taking goddess portraits. I'm so inspired by it. And I find it such a, um interesting vehicle, vessel for um, making portraits. I, I find them very unique, that the, that the imagery is very unique. And so I'm still doing it. I, I photograph women. I write about it in the in the Huff Post, as you mentioned, and we'll see. We'll see if a, a second volume comes out. We'll see. Well, you know, Lisa, I, I'm sure you maybe realize this, but let me let me just state the obvious anyway. I mean, just like Lydia Rule's goddess icon spirit banners, they're they're art, a different type of art, but they are goddesses portrayed in art. You know, they traveled around the world. They literally were ambassadors for the sacred feminine. They went places and opened dialogue and cracked the door open for the goddess to be birthed in places or to to plant the seeds. And, you know, in a way, what you're doing is the very same thing because so many places around our, our own country even, this idea of the sacred feminine is scary to people. It might be heresy. It, some people might think it's satanic. I mean, let's face it, we've got people out there, you know, who are, you know, telling their congregations that yoga is evil and the devil might possess them if they do yoga, you know. So, um, but what I think when people see your incredible work, they, you know, those photographs of these women um, embodying these goddesses, it's like when you see that, you you can't be afraid, you know. You just sort of drink it in and you realize the potency, the power, the importance the uh, you know the hope, the hope that the sacred feminine offers women, I think, in the planet, and I really do believe your book and all of those images are ambassadors as well. Oh, thank you, thank you, and you know that ties in just um, my installations, which um, when I've done, I've done a few of them where I go into communities and I photograph the local women as goddesses, um, contemporary goddesses, and then make installations where I print these portraits on fabric where they're about eight feet tall. And then the community can come and see this and see the uh, video projected of the women and music and these larger-than-life banners. And again, it's celebrating the beauty of the individual women. And it's not anything afraid. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. And uh, it's it's a magnificent thing when women can own it and share it and let it be seen, let that beauty of themselves be seen. I'm I'm sure it's so empowering, and maybe for women who, you know, have only been marginalized in their life or, 
Um, you know, it, 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 you're changing lives. I mean, you know, it, it, don't underestimate any of, of what you're doing. You know, I'm sure whether, you know, the woman who you photograph or the woman who looks at your photographs or the little girls who look at your photographs and say, you know, I want to I be that, you know. Uh, I mean, it's incredibly powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's what I'm trying to do, I hope. I'm glad to say it touched you that way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, so was there was there a, some particular motivation that started it all off with uh, your beautiful Goddesses on Earth book? Um, I it really was it started personally. It started, uh, and you mentioned Jean Shinoda Bolin. Um, it started because I had insomnia. That's the truth. I was up all night for uh, and suffering with insomnia, and would pick up different books and. One night I picked up uh, Goddesses and Every Woman, and it was like a, a light bulb went off. I, I saw my, I, I read about Demeter, and I just saw pieces of myself, and it, and it gave me a, a deeper understanding of, uh, and a sense of relief. And uh, when I saw my issues, whatever they were, as larger than me, as an archetype, it was, um, it was liberating. It was liberating and, and freeing. So I wanted to take that further and see how that experience that I had had would translate for other women. And I I, that's where it came from. Okay. Well, Diane, I want to bring you in here uh, in case uh, you had anything you wanted to um, ask or say to Lisa. Well, and what I I was just reminded of, when all of us were little girls, what did we like to do? We liked to dress up. And so this is going to give some women at our conference the opportunity to dress up like the goddess that they relate with or maybe they've had a connection for a long time and really didn't know where it was coming from and we might be able to identify those goddesses, um, you know, during the conference or before the conference. Um, We only have, you know, like a limited amount of space for this um, session with Lisa. Um, we've got about 30 spots, and so out of the probably 200 people that are going to attend, only 30 will be picked to go and do, you know, the goddess portraits. So um, if anyone wants to do this, <laughs> you know, we might me, be able to Me, do me, 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 me. Well, I want to explain. Yeah, I didn't get to talk about that. What, I, what I'll be doing the at the process. conference is um, doing a workshop, first uh, a workshop uh, about how to find your goddess, although it seems like it will be all around. But uh, we'll we'll dig deep into that process of exploring archetypes from different cultures. And then after that, I'll be taking, I'll have set up, um, well, prior to that, I'll have set up a photo studio. And we'll be, I'll be doing individual portraits there. So from the work that we do out of the workshop, we'll be doing portraits individual portraits. Lovely, lovely. Yeah. So now will will there be like uh fabric or you know things that women can use to adorn themselves with to sort of accentuate their inner goddess? I will bring some of my material um and I'm hoping people will also bring, you know, if they hear this or they're um see it listed that and they know they want to have a portrait that they'll bring some of their own uh, something that's meaningful to them if they've thought about it before. Um, but I certainly will have some material, absolutely, and some of my own goddess um, little 
playthings. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All I right. Well, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what, what's my best animal print I'm going to bring to come embody <laughs> Fepmat. <laughs> ah, well. <laughs> You'll come up with something fun, I know. <laughs> well, Lisa, thank I, you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I really feel like this is kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to actually be with such a talented photographer and artist that has an eye to see the beauty in a woman and, and portray her as a goddess. And I I think that these pieces that are made at this conference it, it will be historical down the road because of the movement. You know, those women that were, were photographed. I mean, there's a there's a bigger purpose behind this is what I'm picking up on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm really excited about it. I feel so honored to have Lisa coming in and doing this because if you were going to go and, you know, schedule a booking with her, you'd have to go all the way to New York. And um, she's coming to Nashville to do this. And, um I would think that women would be lining up <laughs> because of the the price of it um, as well. Because it's, she's going to do this for ninety nine dollars. Wow! So it's um it's a once in a lifetime thing. It would cost a lot to go to a photographer, and you would not get that same look that she's going to give you once you get that picture done. So uh, really exciting. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. I know. <laughs> Me too, me too. Bye, Lisa. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Karen. Bye, Bye, Diane. All right. Okay, so coming up next, uh, we have uh, Leela Hutchinson, and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Leela, and then I'm going to guess which one of these phone numbers is hers. Um, So Leela Hutchinson, uh, the giant selenite crystal caves, in Chihuahua, Mexico, hold the world's record for the largest planetary crystals discovered. Found in April of 2000, Leela was one of the earliest explorers and first American woman to enter and explore these mysterious giants in January 2001. Her experience uh, led her to travel the world to share her knowledge and crystal experience with many people who feel as though they were there with her through her amazing journey of the crystals. She presents the rare images from the earliest exploration with her audiences and teaches about the feminine mysteries and qualities around selenite and her planetary role to our global family. So, um, do I have to guess here, Diana, or do we know? No, actually, um, the one that is not 615, because Patricia is 615. So, okay. what would be the other one? Okay, and, and there's a 928 as well. I got a 928 and a 705. 928 is Jerry, I think. Okay, so it must be 705. So, let's try that. Let's try 705. So, Leela, is that you? Leela? Leela? Huh. Um, are you there? Is this Leela? I don't hear anyone. No. Okay, so um, let me try. Let me try the other line. Okay. <laughs> Leela, could that Hello? be you? Hello? Leela? Hi, Leela. <laughs> Hi. Um, thank you for being with us tonight. Uh, what an incredible story about the selenite crystals. Karen, can you hear me? Yeah. So, well, I heard you better a moment ago. Uh, did you move away from the speaker? Would that be better? 
Um, it's okay, but it's. I got you on Skype. Oh, okay. Um, well, you're going to need to speak up, okay? Because you sound like you're far away. Yeah. Can you hear? Can you hear me now? Oh, that's much, much yeah. better. It's like a thousand times better. Okay. Let's see if that's the right one. Anyway, I'm sorry about the problem. I've been on both Skype and listening to you on the on the radio, but that shouldn't be any feedback, right? Um, yeah, don't listen on don't listen on the radio. Just listen in your just you know listen to me um, you know in your in your phone or your headset because otherwise you're going to get an echo. I think. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm here. How wonderful! Nice to meet you, Karen. Hello, Diana. Hello. So, Leela, um, what uh, what an incredible story! Um, you want to tell us a little more about yourself and this journey to these crystal caves in Mexico? I'd love to. Um, my uh, my background is a graduate gemologist, which means I studied uh, all the uh, different uh, proponents of uh, what light is like through crystals and authenticating what a gem and a mineral is. And that came after this journey into the selenite crystals in 2000. And it began a, an amazing journey for me to understand delving into the energy of powerful crystals as a feminine energy and how to use it. So um, what my journey was about was going into the crystal caves in 2001 in January and it felt like a divine surge of light had gone on for me. Um, Just awakening myself to a whole new level of information that had come through. Um, and I've been teaching about these selenite crystals for the last 14 years, many places in the country, and um, sharing with my audiences about the feminine energies associated with selenite um, and her messages to us as uh, on the galactic humans, I like to call ourselves, as we're entering more of a uh, society of, uh, of in the galaxy as... Um, Awaken humans as we evolve our consciousness, Karen. Well, you know, I, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you and um, sort of just processing all the different conversations we have, I mean, it's it's so apparent that the sacred feminine is entering this time on so many different levels. I mean, you're you're talking about the sacred feminine as crystals, you know? Yes, I am. We had the crystal skulls a moment ago. You know, we talk about the sacred feminine as deity, as archetype, as ideal. But here, you know, this is a whole different layer to the onion. Yes, it is. It definitely is. When, when, uh, what I'm so excited to share at the conference is this journey uh, with the women that are going to be there. Once they see these rare images on a huge screen of these selenite images, uh, reflecting back these powerful, what I call, encodements in the crystal, there is certainly going to be, I would say, as I've seen over the last 14 years, a remembrance, a, rec- a recognition, an activation as they look into these crystals and receive some kind of a download that happens uh, with this very powerful energy. I'm, I have been pretty much obsessed with it since I went into those caves 14 years ago and just finished writing my book less than a year ago on my journey into the Crystal Caves. 
and uh, had the good fortune of meeting Diana last year uh, as we were planning the, the Goddess Conference and just delighted to to be one of the speakers and, and carry on a workshop there as well to to bring this information and this energy to the women in Nashville. Well, well, you know, Leela, I'm realizing that these crystals you're talking about weren't like crystals you hold in your hand. These were 40 feet tall crystals and, you know, like a million years old, right, just for perspective and context. Yes, but actually, as you know, if we live in a holographic universe, then what you hold in your hand is the same as being in a 40-foot tall crystal. Mm. So... So the the energy is the same, and utilizing that um, is uh, the messages in selenite are to me such a beautiful feminine energy because the crystals were born out of water, Karen. Um, they sat on top of a bubble of magma, uh, heating up a massive aquifer underground, and this aquifer created a hydrothermal exchange of chemicals and minerals off of the walls. And right from the walls, the very walls themselves, these crystals were born from water. So that alone shows you the immense femininity. These aren't like other crystals that are made from heat and pressure, such as quartz crystals. Yes, there's some water involved, but selenite, which is hydrated calcium sulfate, and its family name is gypsum, and we use gypsum every day and the wallboards that we create to create partitions in our homes. This amazing energy was born and created fully from water. Mm. And and water is, you know, uh, is sort of the feminine principle in a sense, you know. It is. Um it is. so so what I'm curious about is um the selenite, these crystals. How does that fit into um, a person's life? I mean, what does it mean to them? What can they get from these crystals? I guess, why is it important? I understand. Um, I think where we're going with this is, and what I really want to show you know, to the audience is, is that we're delving into the energy of a powerful crystal as a feminine energy. Now, what I have been shown through my guidance and even through past lives myself is that Selenite's name, her purpose here on this planet is to ignite the cells. She is a goddess who actually has no face and no name, but her function is cell ignition, so igniting the cells. So that's one of the messages I, w- I want to really share with um the ladies who come to the conference, not only that receiving the activation by seeing the the images themselves, but by having the crystal and working with this, um, it's very very good for uh, the bones. It's very good for psychic intuition. Selenite um, has the ability to, when you sit with it, is to access past lives. Um, I could go on and on, but I. You know, I'm sure there's some other questions that we want to talk about, but it's, well, it's, it's a very it powerful. Like, well, it sounds like this will definitely complement all the other uh, things that are going on. I mean, it's all just, um, you know, it's all just in sync. You know, it almost feels it feels as if you know there's a uh, the 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 natural thing to do would be to do some sort of a ritual 
um, you know, using your selenite, using the crystal skulls, using the talents of, um, you know, uh, the women who are most psychic in the group, and, you know, maybe having some sort of powerful ritual. What do you think, Diana? Um, We could do something like that, I'm sure. Um, I am also psychic, except I call myself a uh, intuitive visionary, just because uh, it's a more positive name, I guess you could say, but um, the, the one thing I do want to point out about the conference, and how I'm going to kind of tie this together right now, is, you know, I want to focus on mind, body, and spirit. And so what we have to remember is, you know, everything on this planet and in the universe is energy. And so, you know, our bodies are made up of, uh, you know, almost 70% water. And going back to what Leela just said, as far as the crystals coming from water, we want to ignite the cells and do a healing. I mean, it, this is about healing, too. So, you know, it, it's using your mind, it's using your body and your spirit to actually take you to another level. It's like you will feel different when you leave just to, you know, to have the information. And, you know, you may not fully understand it that day, but it will it will take maybe a couple of months before things really start to click and you you see the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. you know, I agree. For a beginner in this area, you know, it might be a little bit overwhelming right now, but they'll pick up little things and it will really expand their lives. And and that's that's what I'm looking at it from. So Leela's amazing because of you know she was the first woman to go into those giant caves with those crystals and. When you see those photos, they're absolutely amazing. Are the caves open to the public, Leela, or uh, or not anymore? No, Karen, it's it's extremely dangerous to be in there. It's a 1,000 feet below the surface, and at the time that they were found, the temperatures in the bubbles inside bedrock inside this mine was uh, between 128 and 134 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. and 100% humidity, and and for a human, uh, withstanding those type of temperatures, for uh, without any protection or anything to cool yourself down, uh, even a child who has a temperature of what 106, we take them to the hospital because we know that they could sustain neurological damage and even die uh, from having their brain heat up. So it's a very dangerous place. Uh, because of that, it's very hard for a human to cool their body down. And so it's been really open only to scientific exploration. And National Geographic did two documentaries, one in 2008 and one in 2010. Uh, and yet I was in there in 2001. So we were the earliest explorers and we had no protection or any kind of suits to help us uh, withstand the temperatures or the humidity and explore it as best we could. They have found a lot of information, which I'm going to be sharing, lots of scientific information, very curious stuff um, mm. about it. But no, it is not open to the public, and my understanding is is that the mine, which these caves were found in, uh, will be flooding because it sits on this aquifer, and they have to pump the water out of the mine in order to even uh, mine the resources of lead, zinc, and silver. Wow. So, so they, so they the, will flood. So so it will be um, unreachable uh, once they flood it, I guess. No one will ever be able to go in there again. 
That's correct. So what's important is to understand that this is something that has come to our consciousness as humanity. It came to all of us. It's not something random. It was given to all of us in 2000, and here we are 15 years later with uh, um, an an emerging possibility uh, within the next year that they will flood the mines at a certain level once the resources are, are exhausted, which is lead, zinc, and silver. They won't spend the money to... Uh, run the turbines to pump out the excess amount of water from the aquifer at 2,000 feet or even 1,000 feet, Karen. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, what it's an a interesting, story. It's, <laughs> it's interesting yes, as to try as you weave this not only with the feminine and, and, and the goddess energy as well. And, and um, I have created a, an image of, I call her the no-name goddess, of, of this particular energy of cell ignition. And I think, uh, go ahead. Well, well, and I'm thinking too, I mean, we're talking about the womb of Mother Earth, really. You got it. That's it. That's it, exactly. Wow. You picked right up on it. So I I look forward, I hope you're there. I hope I get to share these images with you, Karen, as well, and and, uh, see what you think Absolutely. I look forward to seeing them. I just can't, uh, I, I mean, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to have to go online and try to look for them. I can't wait till July. <laughs> you can you go to my website, thecrystalgiants.com, www.thecrystalgiants.com, okay. and you'll, uh, you'll see some images there. Wow. I, I look forward to doing that, Leela, and I look forward to uh, meeting you in person and hearing this incredible presentation. It sounds fabulous. Thank you. And I will be offering a workshop as well, and we'll we'll delve deeper into um, uh, the activation of that. Okay. All right. Well, we have one more uh, wonderful woman to get to tonight. Um, sorry our conversations have to be so short, ladies, but we have to fit everybody in in these two hours. Can you believe uh, the time is just flying by? So uh, the next uh, wonderful woman that we have uh, with us tonight and who will be with us at the conference is Patricia Leonard, and she's the president of Patricia Leonard and Associates, and she's already there at Nashville. Uh, She's a career and business coach. She's a keynote speaker, an actress, an author, a training facilitator. She consults to business professionals and leads corporate workshops, empowerment programs, career strategy seminars, and her her background in corporate America includes roles in management, continuous improvement, human resources, staff recruitment. She's consulted with companies in the service, banking, manufacturing, warehousing, academic, uh, financial industries. Um, She has just an an immense uh, resume here. And um, she's recently created uh, a motivational calendar, uh, Runway to Success, of Daily Inspirations for Personal and Professional Focus. Uh, She's also a consulting hypnotist. Uh, Her blog and uh, newsletter, Runway to Success, shares messages on life and business perspectives. And um, she's authored the books, The Now, How, and Wow of Success, and Wearing High Heels in a Flip-Flop World. (laughs) Um, She believes that life is a gift, and the way we wrap it is our choice. So now I'm going to go on to the switchboard and hope I can find uh, Patricia. Patricia, are you there with us already? Um, Okay, hang on, let me try a different number. 
here. Hey, Patricia. Yes, I'm here. Hi, welcome to the show. It's so good to talk to you again. Thank you, Karen. It's nice talking with you. Wow, I've been listening, and this is so exciting. <laughs> I think so, too. It's it's uh, Diana Uh-oh. has really put together uh, just an incredible uh, group of, uh, of presenters. It's, it's going to be pretty incredible. And, um, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the workshop that, uh, that you're going to be doing for the conference. Okay. There is one thing I'd like to make a comment on what um, I think it was Jane said, and this came to my mind. Um, you asked the question about the female president, if there would be one. And, you know, something came to me that I thought was very interesting, that women have to start, especially in the work that I do, women have to start embracing their feminine and stop buying into the masculine as their predominant way to survive in this society. So I think we've got some hurdles to get across in that um, for the for the female that becomes a president. Yeah, so anyway, I mean, I, well, I, and <laughs> yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. You know, I heard a woman in Texas. Now, granted, this was Texas, and you know, I guess I should. I, you know, there's wonderful women in Texas, like that Wendy. Uh, woman who ran for governor, but this this woman in Texas was saying, "Oh, we can't possibly get a woman in the White House. You know, she's mm-hmm. got all those hormones and things. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I wished I could reach through the TV screen and just wring her neck. You know. <laughs> yeah. So so I, yeah, I mean, we do have some hurdles to convince people yeah. that women can lead the world. I mean, women are going to save the world if you know if there's any saving that's going to happen. That's why I'm so excited about this um, workshop, this conference that's coming up, because I think um, it's going to open some eyes and raise an awareness. So you ask about me, and I started on something else. Well, that's okay. Well, tell us us a little bit about the workshop you're going to give. Okay. Um, The title is the title of my book, The Now, How, and Wow of Success, and Basically, what it's about is learning to that we can have what we want in life and that there is a process. I basically, I heard Diana say that we want to engage the mind, the body, and the spirit. And that's exactly what my book is about. The now is really looking at ourselves and understanding a little bit more why we accept why we do what we do, why we are where we are. So it's a lot of whys. The how is then um, looking at what are the steps that we can take to make a difference in our own life, but also in a broader life um, uh, with, with women taking a lead. And then the wow, and I think this is something that we don't do well, and that is the wow is about the vision and the celebration of that vision. I think that we women, and perhaps men too, but women specifically, have the idea that celebration is about bragging. And I want to get across in my workshop that celebration is more about thankfulness, thanking ourselves that we moved to this point and thanking the universe and those who helped us along the way. 
so um, those are the things, and there will be some practical things I do. When they leave there, they will have some concrete things in their hand about where they're going in the next three months and the changes that they are committed to make. Oh. Okay, all right, that sounds great. Diana, um, did you um, did, did you have some things you wanted to chat with Patricia about? Well, um, let's see. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. Okay, good, because I had dropped off earlier. So um, basically, um, Patricia and I met several years ago um, in Nashville, and the thing about Patricia is that she also has this runway to success, and she's done this one-woman show, um, and she's also worked in corporate America. And I know that, Patricia, you probably agree with me when we talk about women sticking together. Um, I think that's another, you know, important area in the corporate world. Rather than being in competition with each other, we need to embrace each other and help each other rather than thinking, well, is that person going to take my job? Um, you know, let's surround ourselves with successful people and move forward as women, you know, and stick together rather than kind of seeing that catty thing that comes out sometimes. And, you know, of course, hormones have something to do with that. I do agree with that. But it's like in the long run, it's like, you know, the only way we're going to change this world is to, you know, bring in the divine feminine and work together um, to bring peace to this planet because that's really what this is about, bottom line, and, you know, aligning women to recognize this, you know, as a whole in every aspect. And so with your runway to success, I think part of that is about that as well, isn't it, Patricia? Yes, absolutely it is. It's beginning to honor that inner goddess. I think it's very interesting that uh, as I listen to all of this, I too am a card reader. I am very intuitive and I am a visionary. That's why I do the work I do because I can usually see ahead of time where they're going. I don't promote that. However, it is one of the ways that I engage their inner goddess is, first of all, I go through the mind by giving them something to do, um, to think about, like what they're really, really interested in doing. The next step is to, as I'm working with the mind and the physical, filling out papers, There is that connection then that comes after that that deals with the spirit and emotions. That is the connection. So my avenue is different. I go into the mind and the physical, into the spiritual and emotional, their goddess within. So I think, yes, Diana, we need to start um, thinking cooperatively and how we can engage all of those pieces of um, who we are as women. And it does take support, cooperation instead of competition. We have to think different. And so I, I engage at a different level, but I do, I'm so excited about this because um, I don't have a chance to talk much about my intuitive side. Um, I use it, but I don't talk much about it here and mm-hmm. in the work I do. 
Well, exactly. and, and I and I think too what I'm hearing you say is, um, you know, with this runway for success, you know, as women start to understand uh, and embrace. Uh, as they start to lose their fear, as they start to feel confident, as they start to feel empowered, as they start to maybe uh, know what their direction is in life, then suddenly I think the need to compete, the need, um, you know, to, uh, you know, it, it sort of falls away. And then you can kind of act in a, you know, cooperative Spirit and create this solidarity among women that that uh, we need so badly. Karen, you are absolutely right. Once they feel empowered and have clarity of direction, that is exactly then they're on their runway to success because they let down and um, trust their whole aspect, all their feelings and everything. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, because I think I think sometimes, you know, we women, we compare ourselves to other people. Yeah. And when that green-eyed monster comes out is when we start to feel like we're, we're, we haven't succeeded or somebody's better than yeah. us. But if we're busy doing our own thing, if we feel good about ourselves, then, you know, that green-eyed monster just, you know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly right. And that's what I want them to walk away with, is feeling empowered that they know in the next three months, these are some things I'm going to focus on for me, for me. Because I think that practical side, along with all of the beautiful things that each of the other workshops are going to offer, allows them to open up. And as they open up, something blossoms inside of them that they can't even explain. So it's it's so, it's so exciting. It's really – Diana, <laughs> well, thank you. This is fabulous. <laughs> yeah, Diana has awesome. really put, put together uh, a very holistic – um, group of, of of wisdom teachers, I believe, you know, to really help women uh, from the inside out, from top to bottom. I mean, every aspect of their lives, you know, they can walk away with the tools they need to change their lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, so many times, Karen, they say to me, I'm struggling to find what my purpose and passion is. That so you're you're so right. They just they just want, and I think it would shift the whole feminine masculine out of balance as as people as women specifically um, feel like at least I found something that I can connect to, and I think that's what this conference is going to bring. I think so too. Well, Diana, um, before we uh, before we say goodbye to Patricia, uh, I because I know you want to you know wrap up the you know your specials and everything. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you wanted to chat with uh, Patricia about? Well, just to re- reinforce what she just said as far as putting this together, it's like what we're going to do on Friday is we're going to visit the past and look at all the past goddesses, the ancient goddesses. And then how do we relate to that as women, right? Then we're going to go Saturday more into the present. How does it relate to our present-day lives? And then what can we do Sunday to the future? 
And mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're actually gonna kind of take everybody apart into pieces while they're there. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of important. Like, I mean, if you can make it for the three days, it's really important because it's gonna be a transition. And yes. I am offering it separate because I know people are on budgets, and I want to have it available. You know, at least some classes to to everybody's budget level. So you know that's why I've done that. But it's like if, if you can be there for all three days. That's what we're going to do. And so we're going to look at the past, the present, the future. We're going to look at mind, body, spirit. And then we're going to go in and we're going to start healing and becoming, you know, we'll show you how to become a creator, how to, you know, make your dreams come true and have the courage to step into that. Because as a life coach, what I find with most people is that they don't have, they're like, oh, I can't do that. You can do that, but I can't do that. And if you break it down for people and help them step by step to look at what their fears are, because mm-hmm. really what holds us back? Fear, right? Fear exactly. is And so we have to start somewhere. And the hardest step is to take the first step forward. And mm-hmm. so this is what, you know, I want to do with this conference is take everyone and, 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 and break us down. And it doesn't matter if you're a beginner in you know, in the middle somewhere on this path of trying to figure things out in your life, or if you're advanced, you're still going to walk away with some amazing information. And we you can all we can. learn, can't we? Yes, we can. You we know, can I all. said I want them to walk away from my piece, my workshop, realizing that they can have, do, and be. Exactly. That's lovely. That's really lovely. Well, Patricia, um, thank you so much uh, for being with us tonight. Um, and uh, I look, I look uh, so forward to uh, spending time with you and uh, getting to know you at the conference as well. Same here. Thank you so thank much. You. Thanks, Diana. Thank you. All right. Good night. Good night. Well, Diana, why don't you, uh, in these last few minutes before we have to say goodbye, uh, why don't you uh, talk again about the early bird specials and the Mother's Day specials and where people can register and all that good stuff? Before we do that, I'd like you to say a couple of words about what you're talking about. <laughs> we kind of missed it. <laughs> Gee, me. <laughs> so just a few minutes here and... We can throw those early bird specials in pretty quick, so go ahead. Well, you know, I, I thought what I would share with uh, with those gathered is uh, the, the whole idea of we have to reawaken our sacred stories, that, um, you know, the patriarchal world that we live in has been shaped by mythology, and um, it's, it's the way it is because the only mythology that is taught to us that's you know, the primary uh, mythology of our culture is this Abrahamic mythology, the male God. You know, whether you're Christian, whether you're Jew, whether you're Muslim, you know, even if you're Buddhist, you know, you have this, you know, the the male God. And so where is, does the feminine face fit into all of this? Well, it's been swept beneath the rug. And if you only mm-hmm. have a male God, then you end up with male leadership and you end up with a world dominated by patriarchy, which is rule of the father. And it's the whole idea of, you know, we'll look at some of the pre-patriarchal myths 
that were around before they got swept beneath the rug. And we'll talk about those myths and we'll give ourselves permission to interpret those myths. Because, you know, what happens now? Uh, For instance, you know, when we're in school, and let's just use the example, we learn about the Greek goddesses. Well, we don't learn about the Greek goddesses from the standpoint of how are they relevant to make the world a better place. No, you hear about Hera as this petulant wife who's always chasing after her philandering husband. You know, you hear about Aphrodite, and well, who is she? Well, she's just this goddess of, of beauty and love. Well, you know, beauty is only skin deep and love is fleeting. So, um, you know, you you don't uh, really know the depth and the importance of what these goddesses ever offered. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and even get into uh, writing our new stories or interpreting some of the existing myths, giving ourselves permission to see into those myths what values they offer us to give us a roadmap so that we know where we're going. We know what values to embrace and embody um, so that we can, um, you know, so, so that we can reshape the world. You know, we'll, you know, we'll be armed with that knowledge. Yes, exactly. So, so yeah, I I look forward to doing that, and uh, and we'll see how much time there is. You know, there's uh, some other things I could do as well, but you know, you and I will chat about that, and uh, we'll figure it out. There's so much to cover. <laughs> yeah, there is. There's there's so much to cover. I mean, it's it's almost impossible to do in in uh, in, in these three fabulous days. Yeah, and we're actually going to have a total of. Um, 16 workshops, I think, is what we'll end up with. I do have a few vendor spaces still available. We'll have a vendor room, and that'll be open um, when we're not doing the conference and we're actually in workshops because not all people will be attending workshops at the same time. So we've got workshops twice a day. We'll be visiting Athena Friday um, in the evening, and then, you know, conference, uh, schedule is kind of like this. It's like we'll have speakers come in for about two hours. We'll take a break, and then we'll break into workshops, and then do lunch, and then after that, go back into the conference room, um, do some more workshops. So it's going to be, you know, kind of we'll be moving around, and and but we'll have um, everything will kind of flow together as far as each day goes, and kind of wrap things up at the end of each day. And these these specials that I have right now. You know, the Mother's Day one is a great one. It's basically two for one almost because you're going to save $217. If two of you come together, it'll cost you 550 for your tickets. And so um, you can, you know, purchase those. Um, tomorrow I'll have the, the website up so um, you can go and buy your tickets for that. And I'll run that Mother's Day special for um a few days after Mother's Day, and then we also have the early birds. So if you don't have somebody to bring with you, um, you can still get your ticket for $333. Um, that special will be ending probably at the end of May, and then the tickets will go on full price after that, which will be $599. So wow, what a deal. by buying tickets early. Um, yeah. And it's really, it really is a bargain for you know, all the different things we're going to be doing. And I, you know, I haven't even, we don't even have all the speakers on here or workshop people. So this is just, you know, the top tier of them so far. 
but um, so excited to bring everybody together. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have, you know, entertainment, laugh. We're going to have the, the film uh, being shown on Sunday. So, so many different things, you know, that are going to be going on all at the same time. And, you know, the, just it's going to be a lot of fun for the women. So, yeah, they really, really get their money's worth. I mean, it's just an, oh, yes. an, a, a fabulous schedule you have uh, you've put together, Diana. Yeah. So let's um, let's make sure we mention the website, um, how people can find you to register. Okay, so we've got several different ways you can get to us. Um, we're on Facebook. We have an event page called the Goddess Conference. Um, there's also the Diva Blight Network. Um, the Diva of Light Networks on Facebook. It's D-I-V-A of Light Network um, dot com is the actual website. But if you find us on Facebook, you can. It'll, there's um, things posted there for the Goddess Conference all over uh, Facebook. I'm also on Twitter. So um, that if you are ready to buy your tickets, then you can just go directly to the website, and there's links on the front page, and it'll just take you right to the PayPal, we take PayPal, and PayPal takes credit cards from, from all over, so um, it's the best method uh, to use to, to make the payment. So um, the workshops are all on there, so if you just want to purchase the workshop, the, the, uh, the little button is right next to the workshop. So um, for those of you that want to sign up for Lisa's uh, photography thing, um, that's on the bonus workshop page on the website. So um, if anyone has any problems or questions, um, there, you can contact us directly um, on the website there. Um, there's a contact page um, and a phone number as well. Um, if you have any questions, um, I have an 800 number, which is 888-217-7111. Um, okay. Um, that way they can, if they have any questions, they can call that number. Um, and this will be recorded, too, so you know, we'll put it right. out for everybody if they want to listen to it again. But I think that's it. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited, and, um, you know, July is going to be here before you know it. You're, you, And I am so excited about visiting Athena uh in in the in the museum which is a replica of the Parthenon uh for listeners who might not know this is a huge statue this is a um i i think what is she like 3 or 600 feet tall i forget now um wait no, i i'm kidding. She's, no you no she's um i believe she's like um 60 maybe tall. you know what maybe she's so huge. I, I, I really I, I really should go back. I, I wrote about this site in my Sacred Places of Goddess book, but it's been a long time since I read it. But she's she fills the you know she fills the whole mu the whole museum um, you know uh, atrium there, uh, and uh, you know this is a replica of what they had uh, on the Parthenon in in Athens. So um, it's really exciting, and uh, for people who are goddess folks. Uh, uh, it is a museum, but it's also, you know, a sacred site to some of them. You know, people actually yeah, leave offerings at that statue. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, the, the the whole park there is really beautiful because it was the location for, the reason they built that statue was for one of the world's, world's fairs. So all 
all the old photography. That's the only thing that they left standing because they really loved the building. And um, it's been renovated um, and brought up to, you know, standards now where it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous there. And at nighttime, it's beautiful. And that's when we'll be going there. Lovely, um, lovely. They call it out there in water. It's just really, really pretty. So. Well, Diana, thank you for putting together this show tonight. Um, We only have a few seconds left, so I want to just extend my thanks. And uh, I'm looking forward to the conference in July. And I want to tell listeners that uh, I will be uh, back on the air tomorrow night uh, with uh, Janine Davis-Kimball. She's the anthropologist and archaeologist who wrote the book Warrior Women. And it's our final show on uh, the warrior women of the world in the Amazon. So you'll want to make sure you uh, tune in with me uh, tomorrow night. So thank you again so very much uh, for tuning in and hearing about our wonderful conference. And uh, please don't forget to tune in again tomorrow night. Good night. Good night, Diana. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.